0: I didn't know if it was that or if it was the milk discourse, the Ted Lasso discourse.
1: No, it's mostly milk.
0: Friend of the show, Rachel Tashton, sent me a New York Post article about the milk article where it quoted my tweet and unfortunately referred to me as a screenwriter because I still haven't gotten my Wikipedia
1: corrected yet. Okay, well, are we recording? We need to get into this. Yeah, yeah, I've been recording the whole time. Okay, great. Hello, hello. How long gone? We're in the motherfucking building. <laughs> my name is DJ Them Jeans. Chris Black is here famous hollywood screenwriter yeah there's a lot on the docket to get to before we have our guests so let's get right into it uh whole milk whole milk is all over the timeline and
0: jason's whole milk agenda has finally made it to the big leagues thanks to actually former guest of the show emily sunberg um wrote a story about how hot chicks like jason are drinking whole milk and i was telling jason before we hit the the record button that um I tweeted yesterday that I was post milk, Yep. And unfortunately, the tweet was quoted in the New York Post, but but didn't it referred to me as a screenwriter because I haven't I haven't gotten my Wikipedia fixed yet. So if any of you guys out there want to fix my Wikipedia, uh, that'd be great.
1: So this is a little nice little humble brag for Chris having a Wikipedia. Kind of interesting, isn't it, guys?
0: Uh, it's not a humble brag because it's not—
1: around a roundabout way. So I'm I'm sorry that you. I mean, because you getting featured in the New York Post, that seems like you know, a, a net win for Team
0: Black, right? It's 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 a net win for not only myself, but also how long gone.
1: Sure, no, of course, of course. But there was no mention of me, the person who <laughs> single handedly. Created this uh, whole milk movement, and I've been talking about it for what a, at least a year now.
0: I'm sorry. Well, I think that your issue, Jason, is you need to take it up with Emily Sunberg. She stole your she stole your swag, not me.
1: No, no, you didn't steal. Yeah, you no. didn't steal this swag. I'm not mad at you, Chris. I'm I'm glad and I'm happy, but it's more of like it's like when you're when you're too early on things. You know what I mean? Like a, a friend of the show, Mikey. He would he would po- he posted something recently like some a fashion trend that was very similar to his style of dressing, uh-huh. but he he did he said I did this three years ago. Sure. So so at that point it's kind of like if it, it's if you are that far ahead of the curve, then you are coveted by those who matter, true tastemakers, and people are going to be like the real heads know that you created this movement or or this style or you popularize this thing. But it's so early that there's no way you'll ever be able to find commercial success from so, that.
0: <laughs> so do you think do you think Mayfield is right now <laughs> finding commercial success thanks to your hard work? And do you think that big milk not only owes you a check, but Who's Mayfield? Mayfield. Mayfield is
1: that a milk. Mayfield,
0: yeah mayfield is a popular old school southern milk company that was for the real heads but i think that oh uh, god got, got, got you got not got it. only deserve deserve reparations from big milk but i also think that <laughs> emily sunberg should just i think she should give you half of her three hundred dollars that new york magazine <laughs> paid her for that story i don't know what you think i don't you think that's fair
1: well i think i think that's a good place to start okay then, we can start there um, she has, Zelle. she has my Zell. She has my okay. Zell info. Yeah. I've made it. I've made no no secret uh, yeah, of that. You're Zelle, you're, you're, but, um, I mean, I don't. I, I'm I'm happy with the with the calm, cool, collected satisfaction, knowing that that team, how long gone has been. You know, we we have been done. Did this like our Nalgene bottle? What was that filled with for our? Ecom oh, I forgot shots? about the
0: e ecom product shots. Full of milk on a hot LA day. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that. You know, Jason. I think this is a classic case of. How long gone makes the world takes. You know, it's a a reoccurring theme. And and I'm not, you know, like you said, I'm not bothered by it because uh, we're not thirsty for credit. We're thirsty for money.
1: Yes. And the people, the people that can write those real big checks that we're looking for. They know. They know.
0: Emily, Emily, we love you. A glass of whole milk on us next time we run into you.
1: And also, none, none of these it girls are really drinking whole like your boy. No, nah, they, you know they what ain't what I mean? putting down whole... They, death, to false, <laughs> death to false leche. That's what I say.
0: None of these chicks are putting down quarter qu- quarter gals before noon to the domey. Fuck no. To the dome.
1: No, no. It's, it's Kylie Jenner wearing a Slayer shirt, and I'm Slayer, bro. <laughs> but the other
0: thing we need to talk about is my absolute obsession with the milk crate challenge continuing our milk theme
1: oh it's wet and white here in how long gone headquarters i don't it's
0: it's me after a run wet and white but i um <laughs> i last night i was alerted to the fact that uh bill strobeck east village east village mainstay uh known supreme skateboard film director uh um mm-hmm. was was hosting a
1: like I love skaters
0: a milk <laughs> milk crate challenge downtown and it was on IG live and I checked it out and there were there were like 2000 people watching this and mm-hmm. to no surprise hot skaters who balance for a living were were good <laughs> were good at the, mil, at the at the milk crate challenge and and
1: yeah it kind of makes you wonder where is it going to go next like is is Simone Biles going to hop up and Damn. show these people how it's done? Do you, you know, th- like, oh, this is, this is light. Get- <laughs> this is beyond light work.
0: Can you get the twisties when you fall off milk crates? Or do you think... Oh, shit. <laughs> Something to think about. You got to be careful. But the... Friend
1: of the show, Zebo on the stories posted it, and I literally saw a video of a guy, and he had one foot on the top crate, one foot on, on the on the penultimate crate, and, you know, he was kind of... Knees were a little shaky. Mom spaghetti was going on, and then, um... And then you could just see literally a uh, you know a grown adult pissing his pants in front of you know thousands of people watching at home and online. And I, I I don't remember I haven't I don't remember the last time I saw somebody piss their pants out of fear.
0: I don't know if I have either, and I don't know if that's that scary. You,
1: you know what I mean? And the fear of falling four and a half feet. To, onto grass. It's not high enough. I mean, it's high. Like I wouldn't want to fall, of course. But I don't know if. No, oh, no, no. I've seen some tumbles where it, it looks quite painful.
0: If I was gonna, if I was gonna piss on myself, I think it would be uh,
1: a gun to my head kind of situation. Literally, 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 a gun to my head. I'm wetting my panties only if it's like a life or death of just like, oh, this is it. Here it goes, type shit. Not like I might be bruised up and skin my knees. I tomorrow. might be
0: bruised up, but it was—I mean, it was pure energy.
1: Especially while the hoes are watching on IG Live.
0: That's a good. Yeah, that's a. You don't even know who's watching on IG Live. That's a never-ending.
1: Quit pissing your pants on IG Live. You're scaring the hoes. <laughs>
0: uh, but yeah, it was. Um, it was a moment to behold. I have to say, I, I truly. I was like. Tr- I was like trying to go to sleep, and I couldn't stop watching it.
1: I know watching that video. I, I was literally driving to go eat Korean barbecue with friend of the show david cho and yimmy Yeo. i'm on the five freeway and i'm like these motherfuckers are not gonna kill themselves doing it i'm gonna kill myself because i'm watching a live stream of like hot 19 year old (laughs) skater teens in tompkins (laughs) square park walking on fucking milk crates well i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna rear end a fucking subaru
0: i thought the tesla drove itself player
1: i don't like to do the auto I like to feel in control. The, the breaking, it's not it's not smooth enough for me. I
0: love being in control. That's kind of a Virgo trait. Um, ha- oh, yeah. Hashtag Virgo, Virgo season know. is upon us. It's about to be... Mm-hmm. It's how long gone season. Jason and I are both known Virgos and over six feet tall. Just a reminder.
1: I don't know what that entails exactly other than it's just like this my month. <laughs> do you know Do you know any mysticisms or spiritual awakenings that happen to us Virgs?
0: No, I don't really... You know I don't follow that stuff. I'm too busy... Um, reading about Jeopardy and Ted Lasso to worry about my birthday. <laughs> um, I only have there's only so much time in the day, Jason. Sure. sure how sure, wait? Sure. How b- before we before we get to our guests? How was the Korean barbecue activation with friends of the show David Cho and Yimyeo? Just to be clear. I was left out, but luckily it was a it was a variety of cuisine that doesn't interest me that much, so I didn't feel I didn't feel much about that.
1: Yeah, you, he was left. Uh, he actually didn't get invited to the dinner because he's uh, three thousand miles away, uh, across on the other side of the country.
0: I thought it was because I was quote unquote mean.
1: No, you are mean, but it's just e- it's easier to eat ethnic food with you not there. <laughs> you know, it just kind of goes down. It goes down better. I understand. You know, without that kind of like, it's like a mosquito in your buzzing in your ear the whole time of like i don't like this. i keep
0: complaining to the waitress that this is too spicy
1: too spicy too much seasoning yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. too much, yeah, exactly. all that shit and it's like all right bro we get it <laughs> we get i it. mean on top of on top of Yeyo doing his korean speaking korean to all the hominis ordering you complaining that all the gochujang is too spicy and then me butchering the word name young as i'm ordering our our cold bowl of noodles to it's tough bring things it's tough. down it they, was they, tough they, but it was there was a, so a couple good moments <laughs> um one of them speaking of tesla i learned that there is a a hot beverage trend sweeping the nation uh the nation of north korea and south korea probably but they they combine soju and beer together it's like a common thing that goes down and they call it a tesla
0: is it good did you have it
1: yeah, I mean, it just tastes like shit beer with shit soju. you know?
0: <laughs> I was, I was gonna say this. It all, it
1: all tastes the same.
0: This sounds like a Korean Arnold Palmer. You know what I mean? But without kind the. Kind of, yeah. Without the it's ref- a,
1: Yeah, it's a, like a boiler maker, kind That's of.
0: That's interesting. I didn't, well, I'm glad that you're able to enlighten me on an alcoholic beverage that I'll never drink. Mm-hmm. We, we should, we should introduce our guest today. I suppose so. AJ Delario is, uh, someone you might know. He's the former editor of Deadspin and Gawker. He was famously sued by uh, wrestler Hulk Hogan um, now he has this great uh, website and newsletter called the small bow that kind of talks about sobriety in, a, in an interesting way mm-hmm. but he also I think he I think he might have relocated to LA so we can always find out what his favorite grocery store is thank God all right let's give uh,
1: let's give AJ Azumi. hold
0: on I just hold on I just checked AJ's Wikipedia page because he has one that's correct and one of the categories is American male bloggers which is pretty cool <laughs>
1: <laughs> Chris, Chris, you're jealous as hell. I'm jealous.
0: I'm jealous as hell. I would love to be referred to as an American male blogger. AJ, how do you how do you feel about that?
2: Well, I, it was interesting because I didn't know I had a Wikipedia page for a, a while. Because this because my my wife was is kind of like a, a Twitter personality too.
1: You're married to Chrissy Teigen. I am. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. She seems like a cool chicken in, in real life. Yeah. My, this is AJ
2: is an alter ego for John Legend. So, I mean, mm-hmm. but on on Alexa, he used to be able to do this thing where you should just, uh, you know, ask like your name and throw your name out there. And I, like, I would put my name into Alexa to see what would come out and nothing would come out for a long period of time. Right. And, Damn. She would do her name and they would have a whole readout when she was born, where she worked, et cetera. And then it took, uh, I, I, but I had a Wikipedia page, but I could not get on Alexa. So it was one of those things where I'm like, man, what do I got to
0: do? Did you hire someone? Did you go on the dark web or did this naturally ha- occur for you? It like
1: naturally a- happened. I mean, there's a lot of... And your wife was like, maybe you could get sued?
0: Um,
2: Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. <Dude. laughs> Coming, in, coming in hot already. I <laughs> this
1: stuff. Man. There's
0: there's one way. There's one way to do this.
1: Sorry, AJ. Sorry, sorry. No, no, no. It's fine. It's fine.
0: I've been struggling with this for years, so I, I just wanted to. I was hoping you could shed some light on on if there was a way to, to for me to go about this. But I guess I'll have to continue trolling,
1: Chris. Some people don't even have Wikipedia pages at all, so have a little gratitude.
0: Well, I mean, I there's there's a guy AJ with my name, and he's a somewhat. He has a little bit of a career. Yeah. I would say. It, I would say it obviously pales in comparison to mine. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but but he's written multiple episodes of Star Trek, okay. Um, <laughs> um, among other programs, right. among other programs. And uh, I just can't get rid of him. Like when you I, I've seen myself on tip sheets where it's his picture. And I have to say, you know, he looks a little older. Right, than me. Right. I'll just I'll, I'll leave it at that. Oh, you know, God. so it's a, it, it's a little disrespectful, I think. Um, So I'm trying to figure out how to kind of, you know, fix the problem, if you will. Can
2: I can I just interject here for a little bit? Because this is kind of awkward for me to be on this show because, you know, I've fallen in love with this show, like naturally, like it's actually one of my favorite podcasts now. And I'm not just saying it. So, so it's like, because here's the thing. It's like the best media podcast, New York City media podcast that ever existed. Like, I mean, I was, I was like, I was like super geeking out over the Will Welsh episode. And I'm just like, man, who the fuck? Is this guy, but like talking about the content ecosystem and all that shit. I was like, man, this is crazy. <laughs> where's it? Where's this podcast? I wish this podcast existed 20 years ago.
0: Uh, we can talk about content ecosystem ecosystems <laughs> and whole milk, and there's not many podcasts that can do both. But,
2: yeah, what is, like here, here's, here's thank the, you. Thank you very much. But I, yeah, thank you. I don't want to, I don't wanna and I don't I don't want to start off on the wrong foot either. But I mean I'm just like I said, I'm a super fan of this. And like I, I'm very flattered to be on, like, a show where guys can say, like, fire and bro, like, unironically. <laughs> like, so so effortlessly, too, right? But, like...
0: It, it rolls off it the really tongue does. when you're a pro. It's so mm-hmm. cool. It rolls off
2: the you tongue. Know, Once you make peace with it. You both have, like, super interesting lives in existence and existence and, and, like, the stuff you have, like, curated lives, right? Like, you actually... You know, you love certain brands. You, you're loyal to brands. You don't like things that are garbage. Like you like high end <laughs> shit. Like you, you, you have, you're very selective about like, the stuff that you wear. And like, I, I mean, that like, again, I love this podcast. I was like listening to like the Rosencrantz Baldwin episode when you guys were talking mm-hmm. about tennis gear and stuff. And oh, by the way, getting back to this, Chris, thank you for making me feel terrible when you didn't respond to me when I told you where, where I played tennis.
0: Where do you where do where do you play? I'm sorry. Is it a is, which private club? Which private club are you member was, of? There's
2: no private club.
0: I basically <laughs> play on fucking Riverside. We play at Riverside too. I I just must have missed that correspondence. That was not a no.
2: That, it was not. I know exactly what happened. Was I told you that I was <laughs> just like no. I'm like starting a like a three five guy, and you're basically like
0: <laughs> yeah. Come on. No 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 no. Don't get it don't, don't get it twisted. I don't want because we talk about something doesn't mean we're good at it. If you I don't know if you've ever heard Jason DJ. Oh no,
1: Chris. <laughs> There's don't you don't want to walk something back that you can't walk back Chris
0: <laughs> no I'm kidding you know I think you're an incredible DJ Fuck you <laughs> go
1: on you you were saying three three or three five player uh, three five oh.
2: three five okay. max yeah I'm just I'm real quick I'm like you know I I can I can like absolutely just like run the- you're nimble absolutely yeah it's just like a little fox out there
1: okay
0: what is your history what is your history with the game did you play when you were a kid and you picked it back up or is this as an adult
2: kind of as an adult I mean I, I, I I, I had dicked around with it you know, when I was like 17, 18 because my parents played in like the you know the suburban weirdo mom dad leagues. In like suburban Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. know them well. Anyway, this was not what I wanted to get into because I want to get back to this. This, this, no, really, you were busy really... kind
1: of talking about how awesome we, our podcast was, and I you know, was. Yeah, no, so. this
0: is exactly this is exactly what we want to talk about. Don't slow so. down.
1: Yeah, we can do a good thirty-five forty on that.
2: <laughs> what is the deal with your intro music? Mm.
0: Like honestly, it's a Brooks and Dunn song. It's what the podcast is named after.
1: No, okay, yeah. So so there's a band called Brooks and Dunn, really music legends from the from the eighties and they have they they have a song called How Long Gone which is sort of about uh, a man whose wife has has ran out on him and he's wondering how long it's going to be yeah. before this stinky bitch comes back home and instead of playing the original song you know for copyright infringements I found like a YouTube like kind of right. instrumental karaoke cover of it and and so we play that so it's not I mean like all podcast music is bad and embarrassing so you know, it, it, it feels weird to have like an earnestly trying to be cool. Like, if I got my friend to make like a synthy, like cool, like drum and bass thing or something. No,
2: but well, it does I, because this is the thing, I, your roster of stars that you've had on this show, mm-hmm. it like, Grammy award winning people sometimes. And I'm like, man, these guys can't
0: get like someone. Part of, part of our Jag Jaguar record deal is a, is a Brooks and Dunn, how long gone covers remix package. Okay. <laughs> Jason's it. currently putting together. So there,
1: we, we definitely could, like you were saying, we definitely could commission or ask any of these talented musicians that we have in our lives. But you know like I I've, I've heard other podcasts where they try to do that and it's like a serious cool song that's good. Right. And I just I don't like the tone that it sets. I like the yeah. tone that our song Why? It's corny. No. I don't know. Like that's the like with a podcast song, I believe it just has to be what it is at that time and like whatever happens at that time happens and you're locked in for that song forever. Like the Joe Rogan song is fucking a tr- it's like god awful okay you know <laughs> every like the every podcast intro song is is horrible and none of us care none of us mind because it, it's like ingrained in our brains as like right. this is this is what it is it's-
0: aj you you're not the first person to to like ask us this and i i I, but I think that uh, I, I stand with Jason. I, I just don't think that that's where the that's not where the effort should be put in. I don't th- you know I, what I, I mean? disagree
2: with your show. I mean, I, it shouldn't sound like a Canadian sitcom <laughs>
0: at all. Like, I mean, that's, I, that's actually that's actually exactly what I want. That I don't to sound like. That's I don't a, think so. That's a I cooler disagree. description. I mean, I think that our friend in a show I've been on a few times called Bandsplain, she had her friends record a theme song but it's like fun and says what the show is about right that i think is kind of interesting mm-hmm. but like w- we would do something you know spiritualized it wasn't available so we didn't really know we didn't we wanted kind of like a sa- jason you were thinking like a soundscape like a sweeping kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. you know atmospheric full string section
1: kind of neoclassical, you know, ambient techno. There's a lot of words going around. None of these guys (laughs) could do it. I mean, (laughs) we had a quick turnaround. The budget was zero. We don't like to pay other people and stuff like that for the work, so... Sometimes you got to dance with the wrong one that brung you. You know what I'm saying, AJ? I guess.
2: I guess. I mean, I'd say because I also I started I started a, a podcast myself, actually. Okay. That's what I was
0: going to add. That's what I was going to ask you about. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. You're in the what? What is you know, is this making you think about theme music more than you would have before?
1: First of all, where do you get off? starting a podcast, AJ. <laughs> I mean,
2: I, well, they're like, uh, you know, iHeartRadio, the, the AOL of podcast distributors, right? I mean, <laughs> asked me, were, we're like huge fans of my my newsletter and said, you know, maybe we can turn this into like a sonic version of it. And I was just like, well, man, I don't know if I could do that. And so we, we've got the storytelling show now, which is just, you know, it's, it's basically little... Inverse versions of some of the newsletter topics that I've discussed with like guests, mm-hmm. etc. But the theme music is done by this soul singer named Swamp Dog. I'm listening. Yeah, became friends with and and you know I I, I licensed all this stuff and he does covers and I, I basically mortgaged all of my kind of future download revenue to basically have him cover like you know fucking violent no the um Lou Reed stuff and wow. Eagles. Yeah, very expensive stuff, bro. You paid for the Eagles? No, we're not paying for the Eagles. We actually just got. We had to get rid of the Eagles. They were very expensive. Uh,
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, we we, we, we okay. had like one second of Hotel California, and it would have taken me twenty years to pay off.
0: It ain't worth it. It ain't worth. No,
1: it, it's either. not. So so you're doing the thing that nobody does ever in the history of podcasting, which is dump a bunch of money into totally. the intro music yeah, and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. No, I paid like I paid like. I mean, I, I like that though. I mean, it, to. To, if that's something that you care about, it is, and you, something you believe in, yeah, I agree, to, agree. To do something different to zig when everyone is zagging—that's what I'm doing. You know, I'm, I'm totally I like that. I'm, I'm zigging
2: right now. Yeah, this is a total zig.
0: How is it? So how is it working with the behemoth at iHeartRadio? Is Charlemagne <laughs> coming on your podcast <laughs> no, soon, or like no, what's it looking? Nothing like,
2: like that. No, it's a, it's all it's all pre- like the whole concept is. And we talk. I mean. Chris, I mean, you're out as a recovering person, right? I'm not going to like blow. Yeah, up yeah, okay. no, of course, yeah. Right, I'm yeah. out.
0: I'm out. I'm out in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah, sweetheart. All right,
2: fair enough. Uh-oh. You know that whole entire uh, saying in 12 step, like I want what they have, sort of thing. So mm-hmm. that's kind of the concept of this show. So it's like friends of mine, people that have helped me with my own recovery, and then kind of telling those stories, right? And and that's mm-hmm. that's it. It's like 26 minute episodes,
1: basically.
0: That's a good concept, but also I I like the um. Snackable uh, size of that—it's
1: totally snackable. Yeah, it's like a—it's almost like they're quick bites. Yep. You know? it's
0: almost like that. It's almost like grabbing a sous vide egg at Starbucks before that flight to Chicago.
2: Right.
0: I feel like that. I don't know. I feel like that. We get a lot of people. Always like, oh, why is it only an hour? And then I see other people doing 3 or 4 hours. I don't want to listen to any 3 or 4 hours. hours. That's a fucking nightmare. There's not there's a not, fucking nightmare. Who has 3 or 4 hour podcast? Rog, Rogan Rogan does that. That's his whole thing. He, he's on like video and shit. Jason, back me up here. That's not uncommon.
1: Having an hour long podcast is sort of considered the norm, like that's the sweet spot for most shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um yeah. but you know, it's it's definitely not uncommon, you know, like Dak Shepard and and Rogan and some other you know other shows will definitely go long, but those are kind of like Hit record and we're just going to drink a bottle and smoke a blunt and I'm going to yeah, go yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. look at videos for a while. And it's like, yeah. so it's not exactly like a, a, a produced show. I'm pointing that
0: out though, because these are, these shows are very, very popular, like some of the huge, most popular.
1: Huge, huge.
2: And I don't get it. Like the Dax Shepard thing, I know you basically talk about this a lot. I really do not get it. Like, I mean, why he's <laughs> no, world bro, famous. Fuck,
0: now. fuck Dax Shepard, unless he wants to come on this podcast. I, right.
2: Exactly. No, but, uh, but the thing is, like, I, I can't, the, I can't escape news about them it feels like someone is writing about me and Kristen Bell every single day
0: it's because they're going to get a divorce right they're covering I up.
2: know that's going to happen right mm-hmm. I because I I, when he had you know his relapse right I, and I and I knew
0: I listened to that one too I listened to that but
2: I knew he was chipping right when he he kept crashing on that fucking motorcycle and I'm just like man something's up like this guy's basically just like you know kind of like lip in Norcos or something like that, right? You know, what, right? what
1: did you say? Chipping? <laughs> Chipping. What does that
2: mean? Like, I mean, if you, if you don't, it's not like a full on relapse, right? But you're actually just like kind of uh, taking a little more than
1: prescribed. Dipping your toe in the jacuzzi. We're not, okay. We're not. Yeah. Okay. yeah. We're not, yeah okay, it's like
2: okay. a furlough, right? I mean, I had like, I had like, <laughs> I had like furlough. medial, I had like MCL surgery about like two years ago. Right. And they gave me Norcos and, I, you know, I, I wrote on the little slip, you know, I'm a drug addict and can't have this, Yeah. but the doctor gave them anyway, just in case. Cause that shit hurts. Right. It's
0: real. Yeah. Mm
2: -hmm. Um, so like my, my wife had the, had the little pill bottle and she's just like, you know, if you need these, let me know. And I didn't, but I got this open ring right now. I've got like this window you
0: know that I see what your brain goes there because this is something I've wondered but you know I I don't I won't even put like a CBD rub on which is probably a little extreme
2: no I well I don't do like Tylenol PM or anything like that I mean oh
0: you're okay you're on some other shit actually I don't do that either but but that's just because I don't need it but I always wonder that it's like I think that
1: he does he does have eight Advils a day though muscle and
0: back pain specifically I just want to point that out right this is a thing that I feel like everybody has to make like a personal decision on but i do i find it interesting because you know like i had you know a root canal and didn't take anything you know what i mean Wow, and it's and it sucks but like i just that was my shit that's the thing yeah pills were my thing yeah so i think that that's more dangerous for me maybe than someone else
2: no no but but i mean that was like it became towards the end i mean i was basically just a a total just dirtbag everything
0: guy you strike me you strike me as a coke guy though aj
2: I was, yeah. I was a Coke guy, but I was a Coke guy, but I was also just like, I got into like at the end
0: too. Let's go, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Jason knows a little bit about that. Yeah. But I mean, it
2: used to be my thing. Like on weekends, I would just like, you know, I, I would, I would get Xanax, Valium and, you know, like three grape sodas. And <laughs> smoke smoke a bunch of cigarettes. No, just turn on the television and then just like kind of chill for like fourteen you hours. Know,
0: you know what? You know what's fucked up is that sounds amazing. It
2: does. That's that, so exciting, that's- right? Yeah. Yeah, no, but that's that's the move, right? It's basically just like oh, I used to do the thing with like Nyquil, drinking it through the straw too. I mean, it was just like you know. Oh shit. I know, I know. Okay, that's so so this but,
1: was so you was how long ago? I mean, just the indoor smoking alone is something, All right,
2: I mean, right? But um, I just got five years in July fifteenth.
1: Congratulations,
2: Wagwan, Wagwan, big up. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, so we're talking like twenty fourteen ish about was was kind of. That was my deep end.
0: When so, what was going on in your life in 2014? What era is this? This
2: is post-Gawker.
0: Okay. This is I got a bunch of investors had invested in this
2: media company that I'd pitched called called Radder, which was supposed to be localized Gawkers. So it was going to launch in like Mm. LA, San Francisco, and New York. Kind of a really good idea. And I just didn't execute properly. <laughs> it's really what mm-hmm. it was.
0: But you, you. So you're saying you had the money though, like you were doing it.
2: Yeah, no, yeah. They gave me, they gave me a million dollars, and um, so I, you know, spent a lot on talent and you know recruitment and T and E, which we all know that.
0: <laughs> I, I don't know what T and E is. If you could you tell us what T&E <laughs> travel
2: and expenses but I mean. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I'm sorry.
0: I'm sorry. I forgot. I didn't. I didn't know if Gawker had that a similar like vice policy where you could somehow expense you know four hundred dollar three a.m. ATM receipt.
2: Um, Yeah, kind of. No, Gawker like, and I don't want to. Yes, I always. I always feel bad. I always feel bad talking about my experience at Gawker because then it kind of just like it it uh, it denigrates some people that may have not gone had that experience that I had. Right. I mean, sure, sure. I, I, I was. It was a guy that got away with a lot of shit at Gawker.
0: Well, I was going to ask, is that, is that because of relationships or is that because you were performing? So people left you Both, alone?
2: both, you know, I mean, there was a point of time where it's just like, I mean, and, you know, I, I, don't like circa 2010, 2011, you know, I was, I was pretty well known as kind of just like the dirtbag blogger guy, especially like in for, for the Deadspin stuff. But, um, yeah, you know, I, when I got the Gawker job, I mean, I really did not, I was planning on leaving. Like I quit dead spin and I was going to go work at this magazine called animal New York. Do you guys remember that? Other? Yeah.
0: I remember, I remember animal New York for sure. Wow. What a different time.
2: Um, But yeah, but Bucky is like one of my best friends and like we had worked together off and on for a while and it, it you know, I always dug what he did. So I, and I wanted out of like the dead spin thing. Like I hated myself. I was like super depressed being that guy, even though that was kind of, why I worked at Gawker to begin with because I wanted to be that guy, but then I hated it. Yeah, yeah. So I was about to leave, and you know, Nick took me for a walk and one of his. We were walking around, you know, Lower East Side Soho, around like Elizabeth Street.
1: One of his Gawk walks. Yeah, Gawk walks. It's exactly what it was.
0: I know where I know where the office is. I know that Princeton Elizabeth Corner. Yeah, two
2: ten Elizabeth. Right. So um. Mm-hmm. And and he, I told him I was leaving. And I told him I'd probably be one of those guys that came back because I love it here so much. And he asked me what side I'd want to come back to. And I said, Well, everybody wants to work at Gawker, right? And he's like, Well, what if you give you Gawker now? And he went upstairs and he fired the EIC. <laughs> Shit.
0: Shit. <laughs> and, That's some Denton legend behavior. I know right it was
2: it was crazy. It was crazy. But um, so I so I got that job, and you know, I got that job. And I don't know, I, I both loved it and hated it simultaneously, right? I was just really starting to kind of go off the rails with the drugs and alcohol stuff. Like one day I... You know, I would show up at probably like 10 and 11 was like on the early side
0: for me. I, I like that. That's, that's how long gone. That's how long gone hours. We're <laughs> up at five. We're up at five, but we don't show up to work till I know.
2: But I, I, but isn't it, isn't it really cool to be fucking like early morning guys now? I love being an early morning. Yeah.
0: Guy. No, I, yeah. It's, it's, it's life changing. But you were, show, you were showing up at 11 because I imagine you were up till sunrise.
2: Yeah. No, very, very frequently. That was like, you know, my bedtime. <laughs> like, I mean, there, there are a lot, there's a lot of, raw footage of me of that era, like 4.30 a.m. blogging. The one time I came in at like, sorry, guys, my bad.
0: No, <laughs> no, please. Was, don't worry, don't worry. It was a
2: phone call. Um, but, you know, so I was I was I was, came in at like one, right? And I had also kind of told my drug dealer to meet me at the office because it was that kind of office. <laughs> and he beat me. He beat me in right like Shit. So he's he's there he's there first of chilling. all hold on hold on hold on you
0: you you were giving this guy a lot of business because most drug dealers phones don't come on till 5 p.m. Minute. No
2: it was like you I was that guy, right I mean, was, was this a, like, was
0: this a was this like a car service you get in the back type deal no, or was this a this, classic this, deliver to you deliver to okay, me, Okay. but i
2: mean and it, and it was and it was special treatment cuz i mean i would i would, I, would, I had a lot of referrals to there, that guy, obviously. Sure. And um, you know.
0: they had a great they had, they had a great loyalty program. They really and did. I, you know, no, was, my punch, my punch card, my punch card was pretty cool.
2: much. It was great. But I mean, Chris, <laughs> let me tell you, let me ask you if you ever had this experience, right? So I got through my first detox in like 2015, I think it was like August of 2015. And nine days at, at you know sunrise, sunset, sundown in New Jersey, whatever it's called, right? yeah I mean, there was a sun happening in the in the name of the place at some point. but I got it was like nine days to get off you know the taper off the the pills and everything like that. And then I come back. And do you remember there was that point when like one of the biggest Coke dealers in New York had his phone hacked? And everybody was paranoid yes. that like
0: the numbers yes. were gonna get out. Right. Holy shit. I had totally forgotten about that. And also like who cares? But, yeah, like, yeah. like I feel like that wouldn't even it wouldn't even like move the needle now. But <laughs> th- that all. era it, it was like a big deal. I totally remember so,
2: that. So so when I get back, I you know, my 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 guy like texts me and he's just like meet me downstairs, like right now. I'm gonna pull up in front of your house, in your apartment. And and in my head, I'm like, ah oh, shit. He got pinched, right? This was his fucking phone, right? Yeah. So I, I I head down there, and again, just like just got back from my my nine day, and I go downstairs, and he's just like, "So here's the deal. I know how you loved, like, because he, he was he had this hash molly thing happening for a while.
0: Excuse 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 me, like a, a combo, or are you saying yes? It was intense. It was so good. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Like he would dip the hash in molly and it would like yep oh shit so the molly would be stuck to the hash yes.
2: so it was brown. it was like brown ooh, 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 and then boy they grind it and it would be brown right and then you'd basically just like have this brown bag it's kind of like brown sugar basically cuz it had like the moon rocky mm-hmm. texture to R- it all R- right
0: rip R- rip to charlie watts
1: just while we're
2: Oh yeah sorry man um how long do we have to wait
0: no, that's fine. Go ahead.
2: Okay, I don't know if it was a moment of silence or something like that.
1: I'll yeah. add thirty seconds and post. Thank back, you. <laughs> back, back, to, back to more important yeah. matters at hand, moon rocks. Back to like the hash Molly stuff.
2: So I mean, so a drug dealer, like, you know, is there is like, you know, I got this new batch because I know you like the other stuff, and I'm gonna give you a freebie right so, and, and and i was just out oh. of detox and i'm like man i can't i guess i guess the higher power doesn't want me to be sober right now and i'm like <laughs> how come wow I-, I
0: like that i like that i like how you got there real quick you know what this is that's just not meant to be it's not just go yeah. ahead
2: so i mean I, I i you know i took it and i was just like you know chilling with and he's just like just text me what you think and i went back to him like you know b plus like I mean, I <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't Sorry, it wasn't right. the dynamite stuff that I had before. Like whatever you had going before was amazing, but uh, yeah. So I mean, you know, back off to the race. serviceable at best. Yeah. So it was. It was I, I I went on a little bit of a run for like forty days, and then ended up in rehab in Florida. Like. Right after that. Oh. Chris, you didn't go to rehab, did you? Did you did you go rehab?
0: No, or- no, I didn't go to rehab. Um, no, but I, I luckily was in a position where I, I also just like stopped texting my guy and I think he kinda like got the point. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? You were you're an oxy guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think he like understood what was happening. Plus there was like he was in LA, so it was like a there was like a whole shipping system um that that made things like a little more complicated. Like he couldn't show up at my he couldn't show up at my house, is what I'm trying to say. Okay. Um, okay. But that is that is uh, that showing up at the house is aggressive.
2: Unannounced, basically. He's just like on. He texted me. He was on his way, and and I thought that you know this was basically him telling me that my name and number got released to like the New York Post or something like that, right? You know.
0: That is that is yeah. It's a, but what do you you know? I, I wanted to talk to you about the the return of Gawker. Like, what do you are you surprised about that? Are you What what do you think? What do you think? How do you think that's going to play out?
2: Oh, I think, well, here's the thing. It's just a, I mean, every, and I'm glad I can discuss this on such a media savvy podcast as well. But I mean, you know, anyone launching a new site is like the, it's a level playing field despite the URL, right? I mean, it's just like, you know, everybody that works there has to succeed on their own way, Right. Um, I kind of loved how they launched and they pissed all over the nostalgia part of it. Like they just got through it. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's the right approach. I, I Be agree. your own version of this. Like, I mean, nobody actually gives that much of a shit about old gawker. It just looks like it, right? I mean, there's probably a thousand people that are psychos about it still. But other than that, no, it's just... It's well, got I think a-
0: it's been long enough, right. you know? And I think people are young. I think young people, especially, like, have no interest in history. Like, they don't care no, about not what, what that was. Not at all.
2: I mean, and and advertisers, I don't think, really give a shit too much either at this point, right? I mean, it's just like, it doesn't look like the old site. It doesn't have... I mean, it's got some of the old people, but I've, like, you know, not... Like the, the gnarly people, right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It, it should be it, it should be cool, and like the stuff that I've read, I find very enjoyable. I, I wish them the best of luck. I mean, it's tough out there, man.
1: The new Gawker B plus. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, I mean, I think I think it's like I think it's pretty punchy, yeah. and like I, I I like that. I think that we've we've leaned into this thing now, where every like trend story is like three thousand words, which right. isn't, necessar- isn't necessary. Isn't necessary. Um, and I think that they are, it seems like from what I've seen so far, they're, they're kind of, uh, going the other way. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think that that in itself is pretty refreshing. Um, there's a lot of talk about the graphic design of it. I love it ex- though. I, extreme. I, I like, it too. I I, I like mean, it too. I
2: I think it just, I mean, if you're going to, cause I mean, every single site kind of looks the same after a while and you always need that one site to basically break through and change everything. And I, and I feel like this is the direction that they're going. So I, I'm, yeah, I would say solid a all around, honestly. So,
0: wow, 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 okay. Well. Love that. Yeah, we'll 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 see how it goes. I agree. I mean, I think that guy and what he's doing at Bustle and buying all this stuff is. I, I think Nylon's a pretty interesting opportunity. I think Gawker's a pretty interesting opp- oh, opportunity. Oh yeah,
2: right. You should have bought Nylon, man. Like
0: <laughs> I don't. Un- unfortunately, Jason and I lived through the heyday in a way that maybe we feel too close to the to the project. Really, you know, to re- to to really bestow newness upon it.
2: Like the the to- the Tokion days, or like I mean, I mean, yeah.
0: But I mean, I just think I don't think everything needs to come back. Yeah. But I do think, and we've talked about that a little bit here because we had the the editor on but i think nylon specifically was like a pretty big moment in time and you know even though i hate like machine gun kelly like, right he is he should be on the cover of nylon right you, you know what i mean like that's that is the current version of what they would have done yeah so i think that i think that that's that's pretty interesting right um but you know only time to- only time will tell only time what will is tell. it what
2: is it i mean i i I think I've heard you guys talk about what index is that was your pick. Cause I listened to the Jesse Pearson.
0: Yeah. Index, index, but index, I mean, it comes up a lot cause we had, obviously we had Jesse on. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's just like, I mean all index is the is pr- the precursor to nylon in a yeah, lot of ways. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was like cooler and more downtown, but I think that is because nylon was also LA based at that time period, so they were talking about what they know right. and it it made a lot of sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? It made, it made a lot of sense for 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 the time. I think that's why it was so popular. No, I was, you know it was when when denim was really big, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 Corey Kennedy was on the cover of a magazine. It, it, they, did what they, they did what they should have done. You know, they they covered what they should have covered. And I think that like doing that, doing that now is I think that world exists, but it's like TikTok now. Is
2: it? I, I yeah. See the thing the yeah. thing is, I I think there's a huge opportunity right now for print. Like and I and I feel like you know, there there's a lot of people that say that every five years, but right now in particular. I, I think that you could get away with one of those heavy stock magazines if it was done well, and you know you had some cool writers into it. It's just it's, that's that's what I loved about Jesse Pearson's era of Vice. You know, was that I loved his era of Vice more than any other era of Vice. Um, you know, and I think that people miss that.
0: I, I think people miss it too, and I think there's stuff happening. I mean. Magazines still sell. I think there there's a handful that we've talked about many times that like do pretty well. But I think that the
1: Some of them even into the thousands. <laughs> into, yeah, some, some,
0: some some of them are upwards of one thousand copies. <laughs> but I but I, I think that the the thing is now it's gotta be twenty five dollars and come out twice a year yeah. which which is fine, but I still think convincing a certain level of 20 year old that that's something they need to buy is an uphill battle.
2: Do so you think that's still the demo, still? Like, that's where people need to hit with print?
0: Well, no. I mean, I, th- I think that, like, something like the Skirt Chronicles or, or, or Apartamento that's geared towards people our age, okay. that's not, that's not a problem. But I mean, like anything else in the world, if, if you have, you know, teenagers lusting after your product, that's, that's going to lead to success, you know? And that's That's why, to me, if nylon puts a TikToker, are a YouTuber on the cover, and it's somebody that none of us recognize they're probably doing it right okay that's probably that's probably what they need to be doing right. because that is that is how you get that that audience um but again, I think getting them to put their phones down is is the real challenge it's not even about whether they will spend the money or not it's about the can you get their attention
1: interesting huh
0: i mean i can't even get Jason. i can't even get jason to read
1: i listen to magazines
0: <laughs> yeah yeah jason's a big jason's actually a big person he listens to to articles what is the app you use jason pocket
1: pocket oh okay so that that's
2: actually like that hap- that's happening like you dig that
0: it's really popular right
1: Yeah, I dig. I mean people it started as a way to just sort of archive articles and stories and pieces on the internet and then come back you know, have them all in one place so you can read them when you're on the on the plane on your iPad or whatever. But you there's also a button that just lets you hear you know the Apple voice dictating it for you. So, you know, you can listen to all the articles while you're doing your Lindy walk or, you know, bench pressing (laughs) seven hundred fucking pounds easily. So So that's, yeah, I mean, like, why, why wouldn't I do that? I love passive audio listening already, so right. that sounds good. But you, you were mentioning earlier about uh, kind of the new, the new gawker not having kind of like the gnarly writers, and you were mentioning, you know, like magazines nowadays could work out if they had like the right writers in there, and like, what, what do you think the challenges are for today's gnarly writer who also wants to be able to pay the rent?
2: Well, I, I think that's where newsletters have kind of filled in that space, right? I mean, it just, I, I mean, I but I mean, this is the thing that I find really interesting. You're saying that just like, it'll be tough for people to pay $25 a year or something like that for two issues. But people, I, I mean, I pay like 60 for like seven newsletters now, <laughs> like seven different newsletters.
0: Yeah, I bet. I bet. How many of those newsletters need an editor? You can be honest.
2: Um, Only like 75%, I would say. Like, I mean,
0: honestly, okay, that's pretty good. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right, so okay, that's a uh, you know that so i think that's pretty good i mean there's some of them that are pristine like you know Two out of every 10. It's not bad. And I mean, I'm putting myself in the 75% error because I mean, just I publish every Tuesday morning at 4.15 a.m. because I like this is another kind of just like uh, sober thing that I got into is like sticking to stuff and being consistent. Like I need that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I fly a lot of stuff out with some major typos.
0: I don't mind. I don't mind a typo. I'm more, I'm more editing for length is what I'm talking about.
2: Oh, yeah. I I don't, I don't go past like 3,000. Ever oh. like I mean that's I, I I try to cut myself off. But I think
0: I mean do you when you but I I will say this I've subscribed to a handful of things and paid for them and I do feel um not I feel like I need to open them because I'm paying for them which which I think is the intended is the intended model of, of Substack right you, you know I what guess, I mean. Yes,
2: but you also pay for fucking airmail right? I mean that's your thing. <laughs> yeah, you, that's, I heard that's you hot fire.
0: Air, oh. yeah, I don't think it's an fire.
1: intended. I don't think it's an intended. Uh, Effect, I think it's just kind of like a byproduct of when you buy any, you know, like when you when you are too tired to go to the Big Thief concert, but you already bought a ticket, you're probably going to go.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I, kind of, I, you know, you're right because it doesn't take much to click on something, you know what I mean? But like I. Uh, if you're going to come for airmail, you need to find a new audience. Uh, we're big. <laughs> I know we're big airmail. I, I know you're huge airmail fans. I get it. I get it. Like, check out the new. Check out the new curated airmail shop. You know where you can purchase. You know all kinds of great products. I want to. Goods. I want
2: to be like. I want to be part of your guys' kind of just like universe. No, no, I mean, no, I really no, do. No, okay,
1: just really quick, the when he says we, he's not talking <laughs> about any anybody, but but himself. myself. Oh, but okay. Myself. Yeah. All right, got it. I hate on airmail. often often so you right. you and i are in the same boat AJ.
0: but i think it's aj i think it's more of a fascination with Graydon carter and his in- enduring career than it is like the actual content how he's mail.
1: been able to have a career while still having all this you know the the pedophilia ring and all that epstein no stuff. no it's no he's like, not kind of amazing how he's been able
0: to keep his head above water he's not an epstein guy he just has a crazy haircut that's really what, that's really, his hair is is truly an enigma.
1: His hair itself. is guilty on all charges. <laughs> yeah, his hair,
0: yeah, his hair is guilty on all charges. But I think that that's the...
1: Not, that's not an innocent man's dome in any way.
0: I think that those, <laughs> I, I just can't... And I, also,
1: as a Balthazar sympathizer, Chris, McNally and him are notorious rivals. It's kind of interesting that you would side with one of his sworn enemies. God,
0: man, you guys just know so much. The Balthazar, I would prefer a Balthazar seafood tower to a mac and cheese at Waverly Inn, but unfortunately, <laughs> Keith is not giving me anything else. I don't even drink martinis. You know what I mean? French fries I'm trying to avoid. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit of a – it's it's tough. But I, I think that I, – I just think that Graydon and Anna specifically, I think like that era of control is really interesting to me and right. there's a lot of issues with it. But I think that like – Caring so much about the final product every single time and being involved in every detail is fascinating. It is. Also, I think a 60 year old man getting into the, you know, quote unquote digital space, like fairly early for someone of that old guard, specifically like subscription newsletters, is also pretty interesting.
2: Right. All right, you sold me I'm 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 nailing the airmail.
0: well it's just 50 dollars a year so even if you don't open it it's uh, you know it's no problem I get it yeah it's no problem I, 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 but I mean are, are you subscribing to you, you subscribe to like YouTube TV too like how many subscriptions we got
2: let's see I mean I wish I could list them all out like offhand but I mean yeah it's it's
1: it's a lot
0: luckily luckily Apple TV plus comes free with uh, any new Apple product purchase
1: oh that's nice
0: that's nice yeah thank you to the good folks at Apple
1: well I think when you, when you uh when you buy something like a a magazine and you're a young person, a lot of what you can a lot of the value that you attach to your purchases are like how can I use this to increase my clout or status online or whatever and you you can't really take a picture or do a selfie with your newsletter oh, interesting. as much as, you know, a tangible, yeah. you know, magazine or a concert ticket or whatever, you know, an, an experience or a tangible good. Right. You know, they're, they're, you lose some value for just a digital only purchase that you don't really get to share with somebody. Or it's not particularly photogenic.
2: Yeah, well, Jason, tell me about your experiential work that you do, right? I mean, it's like, I mean, I heard you. <laughs> yeah, please that. do, Jason. I'm please
0: still,
2: because <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a little hazy on what exactly that is. I mean, I, I'm sure you, you're great at it, but I just want to know specifically, like, you know, I come to you for some consultation and what are you going to help me do?
1: Right. Well, I don't, it's not really something that I do so much anymore, but I guess like my, my background started out with like... Just like throwing events for people and for myself, I would like I, would, I did like club nights and parties and things like that. And then people would also hire me to produce other events, you know, like parties for things or a movie screening or, you know, whatever it may be, you know. And, and then later on, it would be, you know, working for brands of like, hey, we want to throw an event. Right. You know, we have a, a launch party or something or a, an opening for a store or whatever. You know, anytime you see those kind of like curated events. And I just have a lot of experience in that world over the years of just like knowing actually what people want and how to you know entertain them and have fun and not just have it be you know a shitty lame activation for a brand that so many so many events that you go to are are just bullshit ones like that. So and it's a kind of an uphill battle to try to do that because you know brands don't really want that. At all, you know, they just kind of want to hit those KPIs and make sure that the hashtag is featured on the step and repeat. And we get a photo of Madison Beer (laughs) holding the cacti, and that's all that matters. And it doesn't matter if the event is pure horse shit. So it's that that biz kind of sucks. It
2: does. Well, this is the thing. This is my follow up question was just like, you know, is it are you better at that job if you? love people or hate people Mm. like i mean do you do you you feel like you're better at excluding people? for sure okay got it
1: okay for sure okay for sure i mean because you, you you i i would always try to tap in or like anytime i'm doing anything involving this podcast or if i'm djing or producing an event or whatever it is like right i have you know entertainment as the paramount key feature for it and then everything else falls into place like yeah. the food the music the color of the font on the thingy well, like none of that matters if it's not fun and everyone's having a good time you don't right. think about that stuff
2: are you guys rehearsing for your tour
1: we do it we we rehearse for it three three episodes a week baby
0: yeah, we, we booked out Sir Studios yeah. um down in LA for about two weeks. We got it blocked off, right, Jason?
1: Chris, it's actually called S I R. Sorry about <laughs> my co-host here. Jesus Christ. I,
0: I I call it I call it Sir because it's it as a respect to the space, yeah. but that's fine. I'm trying to set like a good intention once we're there. Are
1: you actually doing an LA show? I I didn't Yeah,
0: we're doing the lodge room. I can't remember the day. What is it, Jason? November seventh?
1: Uh, it's the sixth, the sixth November yeah, 6th. And please, if you'd like to come, AJ, I kind,
2: I kind of would because I'm, I like I said, I'm, I'm super into like what you please guys are do. Doing. The
0: tickets, the tickets are twenty five dollars each. I would advise buying two so you can bring a guest. Yeah, um, right. You know, and and there, there will be an after party, I'm sure, so you can see what Jason does for a living. Yeah, and and
1: a and a pre party. Oh, is there a pre party, Jason? Oh yeah. Come on, bro.
0: Oh, I didn't, I didn't know that. But yeah, I mean, I think that, I, I think that, I don't. Have you been to? Have you been to any? podcast related events before
2: no I haven't actually
0: have you have you thought about doing them yourself
2: no not at all I mean I'm just i'm getting you know i'm still <laughs> i'm still getting used to like the the what my podcast actually should be yeah too, yeah yeah. because right? yeah. I was very I was very nervous about not having a big enough personality or that you know my my weird like billy suburban accent would sneak out into a little while and be annoying right I mean I, I was and i didn't know if i could actually be on i like i couldn't do what you guys are doing right now like at all i knew i would be terrible about it and I, and I, I think the shows would be boring what what exactly do you
1: think that we're doing
2: you're you're you're, enter- you're entertaining and you basically have like a you have so many good stories and interest and knowledge that you can talk freely for like 45 minutes i mean you guys do episodes where you guys just talk about shit like foam rolling and stuff like that i mean come on i mean like how do you make foam rolling interesting but I mean-, I mean i don't think it's about
0: i i don't but i think that's something that you that's also you know you learn to do but i i think there's something to be said about having like a focused show that is like this is what we talk about and that's the point of this i think that right. i think that those are the two at this point those are the two styles of podcasts i think it's like right. shooting the shit or like we have a we have a subject and maybe it's like are, are you planning to do like seasons and stuff and and spread it out in that way?
2: Well, yeah, cuz like how my my contract is for like 20 episodes with like, you know, it's a it's a half season, so 10 episodes then I take a break for like a month and then go back in for a back 10.
0: I think for what you're doing that makes a lot of sense. I think that gives people um right, you know, a little more time to do it right, a little more breathing room. There's like a beginning and an end in some yeah. ways. Yeah.
2: And yeah yeah and i want to, I want to have like a like the the goal is to kind of have a library because I mean obviously with just the space I'm in in terms of just like recovery stories, the idea is is ultimately they can go back to this via the newsletter and see here's this here's this catalog of stuff that's evergreen and you
1: can and you you can prescribe a specific episode for somebody who might be dealing with a hundred percent yes yeah, yeah a real nice archive of episodes, yeah we have an abundance. Um, of episodes in our library, but I don't really know. It, it's it's not cataloged in any way where we could right. prescribe it. And
0: I think that's a very hard thing to do, and and takes a certain level of skills to make something that's evergreen, especially in a space that's kind of turn and burn. Yeah, like like podcasting is, you know. So I think that like you know, creating something that's, that's sort of not only entertaining but like a resource in some ways is like that's just a different challenge.
1: Well, you're you know? you're, you're doing mostly. Storytelling, right? Yeah, it's totally storytelling. I mean, it's 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 you know
2: it's overproduced and just you know has all of like the little sound effects and music overdubs and all that kind of a, stuff.
1: A playful overbed. I mean, if that ain't evergreen, you can kiss my ass. <laughs> but why why do you guys
2: do three episodes per week? What was that? What is that number? represent i mean d- no, why absolutely absolutely nothing
1: okay it's uh <laughs> it's it's the sweet spot to create a hypnotic cadence to woo our listeners into <laughs> uh, you know some type yeah. of perfect engaged state where they purchase things that we tell them to buy and stuff like that.
0: No, it's, it's like, it's, it's, uh, I think we just started doing that when there was a little more right. time and now, and now we're locked in and we're not budging. Cause it's like, I mean, once you start, it's like anything else. I'm sure you know how it is. Yeah. It's with the newsletter. It's like that newsletter is Tuesday, yeah, 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 Tuesday, exactly. okay,
1: same, okay. yeah, same as our, our theme song. It's like, here's our song. That, <laughs> that, that's it. If you change it, if you, if you upset this order that has been set into stone, right? It's going to throw us in a, into a tailspin. It's going to affect our listeners' life, their schedule. They're going to be like, I, "I listened to on Friday on my way to my child support hearing, and now I'm going to be in a bad mood or whatever." <laughs> or like many are going to relapse. It's it's just we're it would be irresponsible if we were to change it up. But I think it's a, a sweet spot in like yeah. the way our episodes play, and the, you know, you get in, it's an hour. You get out, and it's just kind of like tapping into the brain for one hour, hopefully, is, is the goal. Yeah. And then you just kind of, you know, there's a little bit of a hypnotic trance, even if you hate it or you don't like what we're talking about. And there's something that you don't know why or how, but you kind of want to come back and... Take another lap out of that saucer of milk. Okay.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure. Also, I mean, I don't think three is not something I see a lot. I see two more often. Yeah. You know, and I don't. I mean, that wasn't part of the thinking. I think we just decided to do it because that's what we decided to do. Yeah. A lot
1: of shows will do one episode, Patreon only one for for the streets. But I know. I mean, I think Rogan he does like three, about three episodes a week, and I think he's doing all right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I think all of that stuff is just dependent on on what you feel comfortable with, and I think if the audience is willing to follow you right. um you know you may like like i think i think a newsletter being once a week like my favorites are probably once a week you know what i mean like i don't i don't need somebody to update me every day you know uh with with yeah like proper musings like i we send out like a link newsletter but i think like real writing like i i think that should be should be once a week that feels mm-hmm. that feels but also, right.
1: also when, once i find a podcast that i really love and will latch on to you you and you reach the end of the episodes it's it sucks when you have to wait a week or two weeks or like hey we're gonna take a month off we're gonna take a break and whatever it is like it's, it's good to create that demand and and the want for for it more but if you have something that you really love and it really helps your life and and it makes your life a little bit better and you know that it's going to be delivered for free three times a week right like that's a pretty cool amazing thing
2: yeah do you have uh do you have like a like who's your white whale of your guest like i mean do you have someone you guys really
0: want we did it today thank you for joining well us, you're really quite great. Great. No, well uh, <laughs> no i mean we we have we i mean we've had a few and we've gotten them you know and the, but that list is always that list imagine is always, dragons. Right. I, imagine dragons <laughs> imagine imagine dragons uh i, I don't I mean, I think that a lot of it is musicians, just because that's what we like. Yeah. Um. But I, I don't really, I don't really think about it like that, to be honest. Okay. I, I don't know. I I don't, Jason. I don't know if you do.
1: No, I mean, when it, people will always ask me, like, who would you, who's your dream guest, dead or alive? And I always, I would always say Bourdain, just selfishly, I want to see if he wow. would, you know, like the cut of my jib. But yeah, I think he would actually. Yeah, I think. Thank you. But but what Chris is saying is is I I definitely agree with is like. We we the way we talk and the way we pod, it's sort of like a weird lens or a filter. And it's more interesting to see how all these different people from all walks of lives and shapes and sizes and career paths fit, you know, look through our lens. And sometimes right. you can stumble upon yeah just a random ass, you know, guest that I don't even know who they are. And it ends up being a wonderful episode. And that's like the cool, magical moment. Yeah. The surprises,
0: the surprises are the most fun of doing this. Like, I think it's like, besides having like friends that we know are going to kill and it's funny. And like, we, you know, them being kind of a part of our orbit a little bit. And like, we've had a few people on twice, you know, et cetera. I think the thing is, I think we've, Jason and I both been surprised. Uh, like uh, many times, about in b- bad and good surprises, where someone who we think is going to be great is a fucking stinker, and then s- <laughs> someone who who I've never met or Jason doesn't know uh, who they are or whatever, like uh, blows yeah, Phoebe us. Phoebe Bridges
1: was terrible. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's what I was, was going to ask about. Right? I mean, no, you, you know, might get a Hunter Harris or something like that that um, throws a <laughs> throws a stick into your spokes of your bicycle.
2: Real, real stinker. Yeah, bring that word back. Phoebe yeah. Phoebe's a good
0: example of someone who's like a pro and does so much press, but definitely like played our game in a way that was fun. Right. You know, she didn't give us, she wasn't there to like promote her album and give us like the answers that she gave to the 10 outlets. She talked to earlier that day, you know? And, and I think that that's, and that's the fear. And I'm, I'm, I mean, that's the fear when you start getting these guests that are bigger names. It's like, I don't want you to tell me about your movie. I don't really care about your movie.
2: No. Cause that's the thing. That's the thing about it, Cause I, we- because I, you know, I, and I'm probably just like, you know, going to just lose cool points here. But I mean, when I started listening to podcasts, I
0: started like WTF. Of course, we all did. I mean, that's that's common. That's really common. Yeah, but it's interesting
2: now that he's made like it's like a junket show, right? People promoting yeah, stuff yeah. go through there, yeah. which well, I mean, the, the the magic of it before was like, you know, him and Louis C.K. Kind of just like fighting and breaking down and all that kind of stuff. Like, I mean, it was it was great when he was more unhinged and sure. now that he's gotten good at this it's almost like well i can see his guest on like five other shows that same week i right? think
1: about that i think about the same thing as well but also i think about when you're when you're mark Marin and you open up your gmail in the morning with your bluegrass coffee plant on vinyl and it's like <laughs> hey do you want to have tom cruise on your show today and you're like Right. Yeah, if, if, you know, and then you can call your ad guy, and you made a hundred yeah. grand off okay. the film episode. But what minutes, else do you,
0: know? do you do? I mean, that's my thing. Like, what well, you, else do you, you do try to do, if do if it him?
1: differently? You're like, all right, cool. Yeah. Tom Cruise is doing the press junket. Whatever, you know. Right. Matt Damon is gonna not say the f word on your whatever. Like you. You you take that and like what can I do with this person? How can I do this differently instead of like all right, well, let's talk about the movie. I
0: disagree. I, I disagree because I think every every medium needs a Mark Maron. Okay, that's why we, you know what I mean. I think it's like there needs to be that person that fills that role so that people like us can exist.
1: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I think it's what role is he filling?
0: He's filling like the Regis and Kathy Lee role. You you know what I mean? Like he he's servicing
1: for us. You mean? No like, no. I mean, Cause I mean there's ten he, other shows doing that
0: though no but he's making podcasts bigger which helps everyone like he's like it, like there are people who've never listened to podcasts before that are going to go listen to tom cruise or jerry seinfeld and mark maron and that might get them to explore yeah. the medium more and go deeper which i think that somebody's got to do that i don't need it to be interesting i found more interesting stuff because i've been listening to podcasts for a really long time right you, you know what i mean like somebody has to be the kmart of the shit and that, and if that's him, and I mean, inter, I mean, like interview style specifically. Yeah. Like, obviously, there's different shows, but I think he is kind of the. I mean, you know, Obama did fucking that, and he's right. not going to do anything else, you know. But I think that, like, I I think he's. Le- I, I don't know. I think he serves a purpose, and I can't really get mad at that. I just don't need to listen to it.
1: But but to AJ's point, it's more sad or upsetting when you have this thing where he mm, started mm. it and he was this cool thing and he was doing interesting stuff and he was being very open with with the stuff and being emotional and crying and fighting and yeah. it, it was like a really cool special interesting yeah. thing and now it's just like all right on the show today we got
0: <laughs> well look man it
1: sounds just like no but i think here's the here's the thing i think
2: he's gotten better he's gotten better as an interviewer. like he asked really solid questions i disagree. He keeps it in the pocket no i think you're wrong man i you listen to his questions he keeps it right in the pocket doesn't let Anyone kind of go, he gets some good answers from people about stuff that I don't think they'd answer anyplace else you know and and
0: i think he's
1: gotten lazier with his first of all i think i think think people phones it in
0: i think people get more open with him especially like big celebrities because they don't even understand what a podcast is right like if there's not four cameras in the room then then they're just like i'm just gonna let it spray a little bit like they're i think they're more relaxed which is Mm. the nature and also that's sort
1: of the point of that show as well of like all right like the pr person tells you like oh you're gonna do marin like Bring the, bring the Kleenex. He's going to ask you about when your dad died and why you fucking, you know, when you got molested and started doing heroin, like all that stuff is going to happen. And that's sort of what yeah. you hope for and expect with that versus, you know. More of a puff piece, I
0: can't tell if he became insufferable because I listened to it too much or or because he got worse. I mean, I haven't listened to it in a long time, but when I tap back in, I'm like, I hate this now.
1: Maybe you need to look inward, brother man.
0: I always need to look inward. that's the that's true. Yeah. That's true.
2: but because there are certain episodes that i that i I've listened to recently from him that I'm just like, okay, this is exactly i I got everything out of this podcast episode that I was hoping for. And more. Yeah. Like, I mean, and it's, part of it's his guest. Like, Rick Rubin, fascinating guy. I could listen to Rick Rubin talk about shit all
1: day. Yeah. I thought they clashed the entire episode and I almost thought it was unlistenable. Really? You know, I, cause I like Rick. I, Ru- I thought they never got off on, on a foot. They never, they never started. Yeah. A
2: conversation. It was, I mean, it was the thing was that Rick Rubin asks good questions and he has, like, you know, and he does, he answers things that he wants to answer. Right.
1: Not a ton of yes and no, but. Uh, <laughs> even rick's a podcaster now yeah and it's it's kind of stinks yeah it's it's a stinker as you guys (laughs)
0: but that's what happens that's that's what i mean i mean jason i joke about this all the time because jason's two careers are are djing and podcasting and celebrities have come for both of them you know it's like right i i I can listen to rick rubin podcast i can go see idris elba and paris hilton do a back-to-back house set you know at (laughs) sunset beach this weekend and it's like you know, I mean, I think people like Dak Shepard, for example. I mean, whether you like the show or not, he it's huge. You know, it's fucking huge. Yeah,
2: it's which is still unbelievable because <laughs> I, I
0: do not like that
2: show
1: at all. Ted Lasso, of podcast, you would say? Wow, he is the Ted
2: perfect. Lassie. It's the Ted. It
0: is perfect.
1: Yeah. That's exactly You're what right, it Jason. is. Thanks, AJ. Yeah, TJ no, that strikes again. Yeah. I mean, wow.
0: I just don't think, but I think that in general, this this is um, still such a new medium that we have a long way to go.
2: Totally. Hundred percent. I'm sorry, I'm asking so many questions. By the
1: way, no, we like it, buddy. I wish that, I wish more guests would talk about. I mean, this is all stuff that's very hyper relevant to us as you know professional yeah we ta- yeah, we, so. ta- we
0: talk about that i mean jason's we're in the pocket jason's really tapped into podcasting in general like i think it's it's rare when i I'm, i
1: subscribe to the hot pod newsletter stuff like that I check out. <laughs> <Charitable>. <laughs> yeah right. yeah i gotta get, a, but, I get, a, but, get but, into that i have a spotify account
0: but but jason knows a lot about it and i i've learned a lot from him about it because he was just so early on the medium in general um But I I do think that there's, I mean, I think the beauty of it is there's room for shows like this where it's, you know, people bullshitting and there's room for shows like yours that are more highly produced and kind of have a beginning and end and more of like a serious, serious angle.
2: No, but what's amazing about your show is there, there are probably most of the podcasts that I seem to come out seem to be bullshitting shows, but you guys are really good at it. Like, I mean, it's just, you're exceptional at it.
0: Well, thank you. man.
2: So tell me about your new diet. Is like what the, <laughs> is this milk thing for real
0: no no the milk thing is a joke oh, okay. I, I just yeah. we talked we talked about this earlier about the i mean it's just everything is boring i mean the fact that that got so much talk and we joke about milk on the podcast but i mean i think yeah. that was just the perfect kind of Viral moment that we need it's like something dumb and it's like fun and every but what it right. is 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 like it's like anything else everybody has a strong opinion about it and that's why that works you, you know what I mean like Jason loves whole milk he thinks it's funny to talk about it and like the, it, it's it's something divisive because right. it's meaning it's meaningless
1: and many other people will be like. Oh, you drink milk? That's nasty. Milk is gross. And yeah, then, I, and then someone's like, "Oh, I actually really like almond milk. That's what I like." You know, it's, like it's, it's, it's all horse shit. None of it <laughs> fucking matters. Like everything
0: else. Like everything else in this in this beautiful life of ours, it's absolutely meaningless. And all we can do is argue about it online, and and no one wins. In fact, I would say maybe we all lose.
1: Well, that's why I listen to the articles and not read them, Chris. So even if right. even if I'm reading an article that is horseshit, and I can't get that time back, at least I folded my my whites. You know, <laughs> my that's socks, a guy, I, I, my, I Marie Kondo'd my fucking socks at least.
2: No, cause, well, because 'm because ask, I'm asking because I'm like I'm actually. Fascinated by, especially just like you know, I've been on kind of your your exercise journeys too, which
0: yeah, I love. Yeah.
2: I love when you guys talk about that stuff. But um, you know, I'm curious, just like once, and this is the thing that I realized because I as I work out a lot, but like over 40, like none of that shit matters. It's all diet, right? It's basically just like you know, you can work out five days a week, but if I eat like crack. It does not matter.
0: Well, look, the how long gone motto is abs are made in the kitchen, not in the gym. And that, you know, that's something, that's something we we swear by here. But no, I mean, I think that's why we don't have abs. Yeah. exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, but I mean, I think it's like that's, I don't know. I mean, I think most people I know are interested in, in fitness in some way, whether it's purely, you know, cosmetic reasons or if it's like, mental shit no you know, i think a, it's, it's
2: uh, drug shit for me i mean i love i love foam rolling what food what, what foods are your anti-drug then I,
0: like the things that i mean i just can't put down and i should put the, put the gummy put the gummy worms down aj
2: no man like i will kind of clean like there's like cookies because we have young kids too so i mean oh, okay, we'll get okay. cookies in the house but I will just like kill a sleeve in like under five minutes.
0: Hell yeah, baby! I'm a. I, I used to be a sleeve killer too. And don't leave those. <laughs> don't leave those Ritz crackers around. No, I d- just destroyed
2: them yesterday. That and, like some and Monterey, man. like a block of cheese and some grape poupon. Like I'm done. Man. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: oh! Yeah. You have a you, Ritz crackers, block of <laughs> cheese, and grape poupon. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Okay, what kind of cheese? Just a Monterey a Jack,
2: like fucking, oh. like till, Tillamook. <laughs> Yeah, like Chilli Bro, I, you're yeah. you're
0: shopping at fucking Ralph's dog. No, I thought you were more. Of,
2: I'm, I'm more of a Gelson's guy. I'm a Gelson's guy for sure. Uh, yeah. Go off. Go off. Good to yeah, know. Yeah, Good yeah. to know. No, I was I, I love the I love the the LA kind of just like stuff you talk about like a when you're talking about like off of Franklin Avenue, and
1: shit like
0: that. Well, L A is L A is absolutely the best and worst place in the world, and and so is New York. It's just two. It's in different ways. You know, it's 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 endlessly yeah. fascinating.
1: When you talk about L A all the time, it's win win because if you live here, then it is just so hyper specific. Right. You're like, oh my god, I know Hyperion. Like that's so crazy. I've been to that Gelson's, and then even if our content is horseshit it's still compelling. Like when you watch an episode of MTV's the Hills and you're like, Oh my God, I've eaten at that toast before. <laughs> and If you live in Boise, Idaho or you, or Tallahassee, Florida, you want to know what's going on. Yeah. in The hub of America.
2: Now, Because well, when I first moved here? I first moved here and it was in the thick of like that lawsuit and they had like frozen my checking account. Yeah. And you know, I couldn't really do much. And I was, you know, I was like eight months sober to at that point. So I'd spend, Most of my days at like House of Pies, like reading Marcus
1: Aurelius. Like a sad ass.
0: <laughs> Shit, bro, that is heavy. <laughs> so, okay, so you, yeah.
1: so you, so the the chase checking was negative two hundred million. two hundred million. Yeah, and and you were and you were digging into the stoics at House yeah, of Pies. Absolutely, that the was the tale mean. as old as time. What what's your pie? What's your pie flavor at House? Oh, I think I had to go. I didn't
2: get too fancy because they're not great house of pies it's weird you know it's It's
1: just impossible to get fancy at the house of pies
0: you're there for the ambiance and the culture you're not there for Uh the food
2: man i used to get like huge breakfast and a milkshake just like you know (laughs) roll
0: up with meditations
2: sit there for like three hours (laughs) journal like, you know, mm-hmm. like really
1: do a lot of kind of self work. Just so, just a, a, a lumberjack breakfast and your morning pages. <laughs> yeah. Pretty shake. much.
2: Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. You know, uh, honestly, that sounds Whatever pretty works, good. Whatever works,
0: brother. <laughs> yeah. I got to, I got to say that if I that sounds pretty good. And I feel like, um, you know, we're, we're, look, we're just happy to find out that, you know, you came out on the other side and that, that is, that's what's most important here. You think? Yeah, you know, I mean, it's well. Uh,
2: I, I'm getting used to this stuff because it's like it's it's
1: weird. To hell, I mean, you're shopping at Gelson's. Life can't be that bad. Shopping at Gelson's, like, but yeah, through bro. Instacart though. So I mean, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, no, I mean, look, it's it's a journey, and um I'm we we're, were glad that you were able to share some of it with us today on on how long gone. Um
2: Yeah, I'm sorry, I was just asking so many questions.
0: No, no, please, no. no honestly, it was really nice oh. to talk to you, and I, I think that your story is really interesting and kind of a a. A once in a lifetime kind of thing that, that, that you live through. Um, and if, if people don't know about it, they should look it up. If, if they don't subscribe to the small bow or the, uh, or listen to the podcast, please go do that. And where can they find you on, on social media?
2: I don't. I don't do any of that shit, man. Come on, <laughs> I, it's, come on, man. I mean, I just Hell like yes. keep it underground. Absolutely. I mean, just like no. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, there's like no. I don't. I don't do it, right? So, I mean, Small Bow Newsletter, really good shares is the name of the podcast. Wherever you find podcasts.
1: maybe Chris can come on the podcast and tell one of his no, great but I, shares you, of recovery. No, but I, I we
2: we should do you on the newsletter for sure. Like, I mean, I, I think I would I would love to have you do like the newsletter interview yeah and then maybe if we and maybe if we start playing tennis and shit like that together we can do the podcast then you could be an important part of my recovery
0: okay i love being an important part of anyone's recovery
1: eventually aj maybe i'll get a kiss
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh no uh all right aj thank you so much i'll take you up on your offer um and uh you guys go check out all of his all of his stuff and um, we'll talk to you soon bro thanks man